She was a member of that rock-solid defense that helped power Canada to a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Alicia Chapman joins the program. Joe Tilly Sports, coming up! Oh, very excited to have our next guest on the show, a very special guest. She was born in Oshawa, grew up in Clarington, three years with Louisiana State, five seasons with the Toronto Lady Lynx. She played three seasons in Sweden. She currently plays for the Houston Dash of the NWSL. She represented Canada at the under-20s, a member of Team Canada since 2014, an Olympic bronze medalist in 2016, and an Olympic gold medalist in Tokyo in 2020-21. Welcome to the program, Alicia Chapman. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Joe. That, that is so awesome to say that, Olympic gold medalist, eh? Yeah, I guess you get never never get tired of saying that or hearing that, right? No, it sounds sounds better than Olympic silver medalist, so really glad that, <laughs> that we got that last win. <laughs> right, well... You know, and, and, and when I just want to touch on that for a second, because Sweden heading into this, they're 5-0. and They beat the Americans 3 nothing. They were looked like yeah. a powerhouse. I mean, you were you guys were big underdogs in the betting line. I don't know if you followed that or not, but you guys were big underdogs heading into this into this match. And uh, but man, you, you got it done. You really got it done. That was a Yeah, I mean Sweden can can score some goals, but I think Canada was the best defensive team in the tournament, and I think that's kind of what what got us to the gold medal game, and that's what won it won it for us. So, well, no question about it. And you know, you were part of that rock solid back line: uh, Kadisha Buchanan, Vanessa Gillies, Ashley Lawrence, yourself, and and that was the difference. Of course, Stephanie LeBay between the pipes was pretty good too, right? She was. Uh, I, I want to talk oh, about yeah. that as well, but you know. She just looked to me as if she was totally unflappable throughout this this event. Is that what you saw from her? Yeah, I completely agree with that. She was unbelievable for us, just mentally so strong. I don't know how she gets through saving a penalty shot in a game and then getting through two penalty shootouts and just did it like a boss. Um, she was unbelievable for us. A lot of great parts, obviously. But when you look at this team as a team, what would you say made it so special? I just, I think it, we had a really good mix of, of young players and experienced players that had been to four Olympic Games already. Uh, I just think it was just such a good match and we all got along great, I think our connection piece is something that definitely got us through the tournament because it wasn't an easy tournament. Yeah. And when you see, you know, when you see Stephanie, you know, bouncing, bouncing on the line, like bring it on, bring it on to me. It just looked like, you know, as I mentioned, unflappable, full of confidence. Did you find that that kind of confidence rubbed off in the rest of you guys? I like to think so. Yeah. Uh, 
And I think just seeing her make those saves, just it just gives you that confidence. Like, we're ready for, for anything. We're ready for the next round. Um, yeah, there's some players on the team that just make you want to run through a wall for them. Christine Sinclair, all right, the veteran, being around forever and, and uh, kind of the rock of that team. Uh, highest scoring international player of all time. Uh, what was it like to have Christine around, like her, her experience, her calm, cool demeanor, everything about her? I mean, she, was, she had to be a uh, rock for you guys as well. Yeah, she's, she's always a rock, and it, it just seems every time she's on the field, the team has a calm about us. We're, we're a lot more confident, and she just, she just holds on to the ball for us, does her job, and she's the most humble person you'll ever meet. She hates talking about herself and her accomplishments. Uh, she's just a great human being all around. And you talk about humility, okay? So she's uh, and she's a the, you know the legend. She scored more goals than in anybody else internationally, anywhere, any you know in any league, male, female, doesn't matter. She uh, is uh, you know got an opportunity to take the, those penalty kicks. Pretty capable person, but she hands the ball off to Jesse Fleming. And now, what do you think about that? Like, were were you surprised? Uh, did you did you kind of suspect that maybe Christine would take it herself? I, you know, I wasn't sure. I think going into the game, there's always there's always a plan about who's going to take the penalties. And I think for the U.S. game, Jesse was number one on the list. I think Sinky just wanted to to focus on the game and not have that in the back of her mind. And Jesse Fleming is just unbelievable. Four out of four penalties, she sunk that tournament, and that's not easy to do when goalkeepers are are watching your previous penalty shots and like studying players. And so. I just think it just showed a lot of confidence that Christine had in uh, in Jesse, and I also kind of liked in the the U.S. game, Sinky was holding the ball as if she was going to take it, and so everybody on the field was like, "You know where she shoots? You know where she shoots? You can save it!" And then last minute, she hands all the ball over to Jesse, and then you just see there. Panicking, uh, so that was a great like veteran move by Sinky for sure. So props to her for that. Oh wow, that's that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, and that's that's exactly what it looked like she did. Like it was so awesome. So uh, okay, so when when you guys got in the penalties against Sweden, well, first of all, beating the Americans. I mean, you know, it's the first time you really beat the Americans in a game that counted. And uh, what was it like to finally get that done? It, it felt great, honestly. Uh, we didn't play our most complete game. Our second half was, was a little shaky, but they didn't, the U.S. didn't have any answers for us, and we knew going into this game that this was the best opportunity that we'd ever had to, to beat them because they hadn't been gelling all tournament. And so just to be able to knock them out in, in that semifinal game, it just it was like payback for a lot of the girls on the team that were there in London. And it just, it just felt pretty good to, to erase like the 20 years of history where we, we hadn't got the win against them. So. Right. And knowing that you knocked them into the bronze medal match, unlike what they did with you guys. And of course the calls yeah. went a little bit better for you this time around. How did it feel to have, to know that the, re the refereeing was, was a lot more like legit, like, uh, than it was the first yeah, time you guys just, played them. It's hard to uh, to beat VAR, you know. So I we always have that video assistant referee that's uh, 
that helped helped mm-hmm. us in the the Brazil game as well. So it's harder for them to make some mistakes or maybe make calls in one team's favor or the other. So um, you get uh, was was it a little bit better maybe beating the Americans though in that uh, semifinal than say Britain or somebody else Brazil? Uh... I yeah I. I think beating them in the semis was, um, it would have been, it just, it it feel, it felt pretty good. It would have felt better than like if we had to beat exactly like the Netherlands in the semis. Cause I, I was convinced that the Netherlands were going to go through and that's who we were facing, but just to be able to knock the U S off who, <laughs> who can be yeah. a little bit of a cock team and underestimate us <laughs> at times. It, it, was, it was pretty fun. So okay, so tell me, what was that moment like? Okay, when when uh, when Grossel scored that goal, got it done. Well, first of all, the big save by uh, by Steph, and then and then the and then the goal by Grossel, and then the, the the team eruption. As soon as that ball went in, she hammered it because the goaltender got a real good piece of that ball, and it went yeah. top top of the net. So so that watching that happen, for what was going on in your mind? For a split second, I thought it had been saved. And so I, I hesitated a little bit. And then when I saw the net go back, I was just like, oh, my God, we, we did it. Uh, we missed three penalties in a row. But then we somehow somehow pulled it through in the end. And it was just like a feeling like no other, honestly. It was just to be able to get that gold for sink as well. It just meant a lot to us. Well, just for us watching at home, that was such an incredible, uh, uh, incredible ordeal. I mean, because you guys went behind in the kicks 2-1 and we think, oh, think, oh no, oh, no. Because you had the stressful. lead and you lost the lead. And, oh, God, there can be nothing more stressful than that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was super stressed. Between kicks, some of the girls were uh, on the side with me having to do like a little lap before they came back to, you know, regroup for the next shot. It was highly stressful. <laughs> I'm thinking almost want to throw up right now. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be so hard. And then, of course, and, and then when, when, the, when the goal goes in, you guys erupt there. A whole country erupts here. I mean, millions of people, you know, watching it here in, at home in Canada. What does this do for soccer in this country, do you think? Well, I'm hoping that, you know, us winning gold inspires the next generation, but I also hope it maybe opens up some pocketbooks here in Canada so that we can get a domestic league going, a a domestic professional league, because right now Canadians, a lot of Canadians are left with no place to play after they graduate from university. And I just think having a domestic league can only make our program better and the fact that we've succeeded without it is just a testament to to the players and the coaching staff that we have so what, what do you think would be better for uh soccer in canada having a, our own professional league or having teams in the nwsl i just think if we do have teams in the nwsl there has to be certain rules put into place that are beneficial to like helping develop soccer in canada I know um, that I think the Whitecaps were trying to get a team several, several years ago and talks broke down over that because they didn't want too many Canadians on the team or something along those lines. So I just think if we do put teams in the NWSL, I, I want it to be on 
our terms and not on their terms, essentially. So maybe a Canadian quota for the Canadian teams, that type of thing? Yeah, maybe something like that. But I think I think that could be a start. But I think our own domestic league, I, I think that's that's the way of the future for, for the women's national team. So, so maybe maybe it would be a two-parter. Maybe it would be like establishing that that uh, domestic league first, and then maybe going into uh, uh, the NWSL or vice versa. I don't know. But uh, now, do you see this? What now? If you're, what do you think this is doing for for young girls or boys growing up? Uh, you know, soccer players with with aspirations of moving on. What do you think that does for them watching what you guys did? I, I mean, I hope it inspires them. There are some girls on the team that like are a little bit younger who you just see having pictures with Sinky and her uh, 2012 bronze medal and now they're gold medalists on, on the Olympic team this year. It's just, it's kind of neat to see that you can have that kind of effect on, on young players. And I just, I hope that we've inspired them and that, um, yeah, essentially that they, want to continue playing and work hard and maybe get a few more gold medals for Canada sometime. Canadian women rock, uh, dominated at the Olympics. Uh, you know, you win the eights uh, team medal, you win the soccer team medal. The men, on the other hand, uh, uh, just bumped, jumped up to number 59 in the world. So they are making headway. They were 70th before that. A couple of years ago, they were 109th. Why do you think there's such a discrepancy in, in between the males and, and the females in terms of uh, success on, on the pitch? I, th I think for the men's team, I think there in the past have been a lot of players that have chosen to play elsewhere. And I think, again, at one point, we didn't have a domestic league for men in Canada either. And I think that's getting corrected at the moment. But... I don't know. I think also we have a, an advantage in Canada where women are on an even or on a more even playing field and we're a developed country and that supports women's sports. And I think that's important too. And I think that's why we've been able to have earlier success. Teams are catching up though. Countries are catching up. Um, and I don't think that the men had the same advantage. I think also we can't play all year round outside. It's, it's cold in Canada. Uh, a lot of people choose to play hockey instead or different sports. So I think the popularity of soccer hopefully will grow now and we'll get more and more young male and female players just wanting to play soccer. I hope we've inspired them um, over maybe a sport like hockey or they want to do both. Uh, I just, I think there's a lot of factors that go into the success of the women's team in comparison to the men's team, but they're definitely trending in the, in the right direction and really hoping they push for that uh, Qatar uh, world cup spot. That would be awesome. You know, it's interesting that the competition has gotten tougher for you guys over the years yet here you are gold medalist when the, when the competition has never been tougher. I mean, that's pretty yeah. special as well. Isn't it? That's feel good. Um, so now you're about, you're back in Houston. Thank you for taking the time to join us back in Houston. Uh, and uh, you've rejoined your club team, the Houston Dash of the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, you guys are just sitting just out of a playoff spot. Lots of time left, over two months. Uh, how do you like your club's chances getting back into it? There is Vasali. Oh, I think, we're, I think we're ready for sure to finally make that playoff spot. I think right now it's unfortunate. 
it's really tight for a playoff spot. Like the the third, fourth, fifth teams and like sixth team, seventh team, I think we're in seventh. It's just a toss up right now. And so we get on a roll of three games that we can win and I think we'll be right back at the top of the table. So I'm really uh, really think that we can make a difference now that all the international players are back from the break. Is it going to take a little while for you to get your mindset back into uh, club team versus Olympic team? Well, I, I have been given a little bit of a break. So tonight we actually have a home game, uh, but I just got here last night. And so I'll be watching from the stands. Um, so I get, I get a little bit more of a mental break. And next week's also, um, it's the ICC Women's Cup. So it's not league games. So I'm, I'm still in, on cloud nine right now. I need to come down uh, eventually. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> are, are they planning a little, a little tribute for you? Do you know? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, we are in the United States, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <maybe they'll recognize laughs> They're the team that beat us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not go yeah, so well, I, mean, right? <laughs> I think the girls on the team are, are pretty stoked for us. Uh, and then we have, again, two, two bronze medalists on the team as well for the U.S. team. Great people. Um, so I think maybe they'll do a little, little dual celebration, a little little North American celebration, you know? <laughs> What's that going to be like uh, playing with your, your pals who you just beat uh, in the semifinals? Oh, it's, there's never any hard feelings. Like I've played Rachel Daly as well in a couple of camps and, you know, you just, you don't talk leading up to the game and then afterwards it's, it's as if nothing happened. So, you know, we always, we always get back into our friendships pretty quickly. Well, um, we're pretty happy for you and pleased for you here out, out here in, in Durham region, uh, particularly all of Canada, of course. But uh, I want to thank uh, Mayor, uh, the Mayor of Clarington, Adrian Foster and George Acorn for helping me to hook you, get us hooked up together. And uh, so you could do this for us. And, uh, you know, there's a sign heading into Newcastle, where I live. It says okay. uh, home of Olympic hockey gold medalist Tara Watchorn, who was on yeah. the show last week. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm thinking that maybe Curtis could do something for uh, Alicia Chapman. What, what do you think of that? Would, I wouldn't hate it. wouldn't hate it. So you just put in a <laughs> uh, my, my mom also somehow, I got home and there's one of those big signs um, on the front yard that was meant to be like somewhere up in Clarington and they somehow got in contact <laughs> with Adrian and uh, convinced him to put a sign on a yard. And, we also live about uh, 50 meters inside of Oshawa, <laughs> and so uh, yeah. they had to call the Oshawa mayor just to see if it was okay. Oh, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know Dan Carter well. He'll he'll be happy to claim you as well. Everybody in Durham's <laughs> going to claim you now. That's, that, you know how it goes, right? <laughs> There's even people say, "Yeah, I saw her in Newcastle several times." Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, we're looking forward to seeing that. For to seeing that sign, uh, are you coming back in three years? Uh, <laughs> we'll see how my body feels about that. I have uh, not made any decisions yet. Turns out, I don't have any other tangible talents or, you know, useful traits. So, <laughs> I'm going to play as long as I can. <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to watching you. By the way, uh, social media handles, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at, our, at Ali, Alicia Chapman, sorry, Alicia Chapman, 
I, and I pulled this picture off the Instagram. I just want to tell you, this is pretty, this is your Instagram feed. What happened here? Yeah, so I got elbowed in the face, and you can kind of see the scars still um, right here. It's unfortunate, 11 stitches. Uh, Ooh. It looks pretty cute in that pic, though. Come on. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a warrior. You're a warrior. And when I think about the job that you guys did on defense, it took, you know, some warriors, and that's what you guys are. Uh, listen, thank you for taking the time to join us, Alicia. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. That was one of the most incredible moments by a Canadian team ever. You were part of that, big part of that, and uh, I just want to say congratulations. Thanks so much, Joe. I really appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. Alicia Chapman, gold medalist. Sounds good. <laughs>
Please look us up at bgip.ca today. Let's book a 30-minute phone call to see how we can bring value to you and your family and your planning. Call Brian today for all your retirement needs. We did 905-686-5678. Brought to you by MNP, a leading Canadian national accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. MNP proudly serves and responds to the needs of our clients in the private, public, and non-for-profit sectors. Through partner-led engagements, MNP provides a collaborative, cost-effective approach to doing business and personalized strategies to help people and organizations succeed across the country and around the world. With local offices in Oshawa, Toronto, Mississauga, Burlington, and more, our team is here to support you. Visit mnp.ca to learn more. Make your next getaway a spectacular one at this luxury cottage on Rice Lake near Butley from Verona Real Estate Group. Perfect for a large or extended family retreat, an ideal location for any corporate morale-boosting getaway, employee bonding session, a week here, and you're set. A beautiful, spacious building for up to 10 guests, featuring five bedrooms, three and a half baths, state-of-the-art kitchen facilities, and more. Enjoy swimming, excellent fishing options, just an hour and a half from Toronto. Book for any and all seasons. Fully winterized, ice fishing, cross-country ski trails, and downhill skiing available nearby. Book today by calling Amir at 647-657-6571 or email amir at veronarealestategroup.com. Oh, yeah. 